As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There's no crying in baseball! I ate his liver with some father beans. I skinned. If I can change, and you can change, everybody can change! And welcome to another episode of Your Next Favorite Movie. I am your host, Josh G. And we are continuing what I guess I'm going to be calling Film Effect Vember. I don't know yet. <laughs> it's the first one I'm recording, even though it's not going to be the first one released of these. But hey, one, one part of the Film Effect crew, please welcome Justin to the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. It's good. To, you know, this is our first time actually speaking to one another. We've, we've been kind of talking through Twitter and... Right. <laughs> Through, through podcasts, but this is the first time I've actually sat down on a podcast together. So, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I know you're not on there all the time, but you still know what it's about. Tell everybody what they can expect if they tune into Film Effect, and especially if they tune into one of your episodes. I mean, if you tune into one of my episodes, you're probably at some point going to get annoyed with something I say, some opinion I hold on something. I, get, I catch a lot of shit for my opinion. Good-natured shit, but uh, uh, well, but the show, though, is mostly a deep dive on a movie. But having said that, you know, what we'll do is, you know, we'll pick one movie. For instance, I would, we just did Jaws. So, you know, that's the focus of the episode. But then we'll also do, like, top five of a related topic. Um, Jaws was pretty basic when it was top five Spielberg. That makes sense. But, you know, sometimes... You know, we'll do a movie and it'll be, I, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones we've done and I'm blanking at the moment, but you know, um, top five cop movies, top five, this top five, this director, top five, this actor. So, right. and at any given episode, there's three to five of us on there. Five, we've learned the hard way is a little too much. It becomes too much of a cluster, but, um, you know, if you got three or four people listing their top five, whatever the topic is you know theoretically we're doing a deep dive on one movie but we might discuss the dozens you know dozens of movies in any episode and not not in any great detail just a little bit just a little sprinkling here or there and we all have you know we like some of the same stuff but we all kind of have our own groove and and things that we're into so you really do get a spectrum of of movies you're not just going to get hit over the head with with horror movies or action movies or dramas or comedy you're going to get a little bit of everything so that's that's the focus of the main episodes. And then we have a weekly show uh, we've started doing this past year called Fewercast, which is just sort of catching you up on the weekend movie news, uh, trailer reviews, uh, just whatever was the big story. If anybody died, we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll throw out a recommendation of something we watched the past week that we really liked. So, you know, just that, that kind of a show. So you get Usually a couple different shows, at least sometimes even more than that a week. Um, you know, it's a lot of content. So I, I recommend or ask anyone to, to listen in who hasn't already. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's well known. I, I'm a listener of the Film Effect podcast. So, yeah, same I, here. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan before we start. Just I'm a big fan of what you're doing. And, um, you know, I said it, it was our, um, our 100th episode we did recently on The Shining. And uh, you were kind enough to send us a message. And uh, like I said, I'm a big fan of what you do. And I said, and I, and I listened back and I said this, and I said the same thing about Carlos, the, the, the movie loop. And, I, and it sounded wrong to me. And I'm, 
I was, you know, I said, I'm a big fan of this guy's shoes, but I don't listen every week. What I meant by that, one thing I listen to about a dozen or more different podcasts at this point or radio shows and try to squeeze music in. So I, I got a lot going on in, in these shows that I'm trying to squeeze in. But I'm starting with your and Carlos shows from the beginning and working my way up. So I don't necessarily listen to new episodes because I kind of want to listen to uh, both shows in order. So I'm starting from the beginning, working my way up. Now, there was an episode you and Carlo did recently on Friday the 13th. I was like, I got to hop on and listen to that one now. I, I can't wait until I work my way up to that one. I got to listen. So that, there are exceptions. But, yeah, I'm, I'm really digging what, what you're doing on here. It's, it's a very um, – I like the good nature of it. I like that you say you don't want to trash a movie because somebody listening could be something that they really enjoy, if not their favorite movie. So why shit all over it? And it, it's fun to hear a negative review sometimes or read a negative review or, or pile on a movie. That can be fun. But I like the good natured attitude of your show and how it's, it's just here to be positive. Just, you know, we don't have to shit on everything. Let's talk about something we like instead. Let, let's use that er, er, uh, energy that way. I appreciate that. I, think I, I appreciate that. And I want to give credit where I first heard this. And this was man, Elric Kane, who's in podcasting. And he once said, every movie is someone's favorite movie. Yeah. And you know what? I hold that to be true. And that's why I let people bring me whatever they want. And I've done, I've done some obvious big name titles like Jaws. I've done Jaws. That was my first episode, actually, because that was a movie that a ton of people brought to me. So mm-hmm. as their favorite. But I've also done lesser known movies. I've done like Manhattan Murder Mystery, which I never yeah, heard of. So, yeah, that's actually right around where I'm at on on uh, catching up. And that was I listened. Well, I actually skipped ahead too and listened to the Last Jedi. I was curious about that one, so I listened to that. But I saw like Manhattan Murder Mystery. That's one you don't hear people talk about very often. I'd never heard of when he brought it to me. So that's why <laughs> I love doing stuff like that. So all right, but now we're going to get into the movie you wanted to talk about, and we're going back to. Pretty sure this came out the year I was born, 1985. Yep, 85. We're going to talk about The Last Dragon. Yeah, Barry Gordy's Last Dragon. To be Barry exact. Gordy's The Last Dragon. <laughs> that is correct. Yep. He's a champion who doesn't want to fight. He's such a hardcore Bruce Lee fan, he eats popcorn with chopsticks. He'll risk his life for a rock video queen, but he's afraid to talk to her. He's either totally weird, or he's the last dragon. You sure look like a master to me. Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon, directed by Michael Schultz for the PG-13. Now playing in a theater near you. <laughs> that is how I saw it on... Well, you know what? Let's get into when did you first see this uh i did not see it in the theaters I'm, i don't even remember if i saw much advertising or anything for it um i'm not sure how i first became aware of it but it would have been on home video vhs um 85 you know either 85 or 86 i would have seen it so it would have put me at about uh 12 or 13 at the time perfect age for it i grew up in baltimore city and we used to have well I'm backtracking. I'm jumping all over, rather. So two things that make this like the perfect movie for 12-year-old me. Around this age, I started getting into early rap music, hip-hop music. We had a station in Baltimore. It was an AM station way up on the dial, like 1,300 or 1,600. I can't remember. But they would play, you know, the Fat Boys and Sean, uh, the, the, the rapping Duke and old run DMC. And I really started to get heavily into that stuff at the time. 
And around the same time, one of our local affiliate stations was either Channel 45 or 54 used to play in the in Saturday afternoons Kung Fu Theater. So I started to, at that time getting, you know, the old karate movies. And these weren't even the Shaw Brothers movies. These were like the bottom of the barrel, like just the thing when somebody makes fun of a, a karate movie, these are the movies that they're making fun of. But I loved them. I just thought they were great. So I got into, you know, karate movies and rap music around the same time. And then this movie, The Last Dragon, comes out that's about karate and, and rap, you know. So it just seemed like it was tailor-made. And, um, I, I, you know, I, once I heard of it, I knew I had to see it. Okay. This was a movie I definitely caught multiple times on HBO. This came on HBO a lot when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It, it, now, this was in the 90s at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, I definitely didn't see it until the 90s. I remember being at my dad's, I would get to stay home alone during the summer. And if this movie was on, I'd watch it. So, <laughs> you're right. Uh, yeah. It's and one it, of those if you're flipping through the channels and there's nothing else on, odds are you're going to end up on this and, and watching wherever. And anytime I, <laughs> random, but anytime I've ever worked with someone named Leroy, I annoy him because of this neat movie. Because every time I'd walk in, I'd be like, hey, Leroy. Leroy. <laughs> Just because of this. So for anyone not familiar with this, tell everyone what this is about. Oh, uh, well, it's about, like you said, a, a guy named Leroy Green, uh, Bruce Leroy. He's known around his neighborhood. And he's studying, uh, you know, Kung Fu. He takes it very seriously. Even it seems more seriously than his master that he's training with at the beginning of the movie. He's kind of, he's kind of a goofball. But Leroy is searching, you know, he's, he respects the art of it. He, he's not looking at, to use it even as self-defense or to go around and beat anybody up. He's really more into the Zen of it, it seems. And he sort of, at the beginning of the movie, completes this, this level of some importance. They don't go into a lot of detail. But then his, his master tells him that, you know, you're kind of on your own. There's nothing else I can teach you at this point. And that's the last thing Leroy wanted to hear. He feels kind of lost at this point. He, he liked having that structure, it seems. So, you know, the, to find this final level, he's on his own. And at the same time, there's another guy who studies karate in his neighborhood. And he's sort of the, the flip side. He's, he's the yin to the yang. And he, he's the evil side of it. Uh, it goes by the Shogun of Harlem. Now, even if you haven't seen this movie, you've probably heard of the Shogun of Harlem, Shonoff pretty iconic character at this point and he wants to fight Leroy just to definitively prove once and for all which one of the two of them is the master of Harlem now while you've got all this going on there's this guy named Eddie Arcadian who who has a a girlfriend who wants to break into pop music I think of her sort of as as Cindy Lauper that's what all the vibe I get off of her but she doesn't really have a lot of talent unfortunately and he's trying, there's, there's this local show that plays music and shows videos. And he wants that show to show his girlfriend's video. And the, the host of the show, Laura Charles, who's played by Vanity, um, she doesn't want anything to do with it. You know, she thinks it's a silly video and won't show it. And Eddie's sort of a, a gangster type and tries to strong arm Laura into showing the video. So you've got the story of Leroy and show enough kind of butting heads with the story of Laura and Eddie Arcadian and how that all ties together. And Eddie, you know, Leroy rescues Laura from Eddie's, uh, Eddie Arcadian's goons a couple of times. 
So then he, he gets on the wrong side of Eddie and Eddie takes, you know, his focus becomes going after Leroy at a certain point rather than even getting uh, his girlfriend on the show. So for kind of a silly movie, there's, there's a lot going on. Not that it's hard to follow when you watch it, but as I'm explaining, I'm like, there's, there's a few, there's, you know, a few strands going on there. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It does sound like, like watching it, you don't think about all that's going on, but you're right. <laughs> as you explain it, there's a lot happening, but yeah, it's, it's an easy breezy watch. Yeah. So, Let's talk about what makes this one of your favorites. Why you want to talk about it? What keeps you going back to it? Uh, I mean, I've I, I don't know how many times I've seen this movie. I've you know I've been watching like I said since eighty five or eighty six. I used to watch it at least once a year. Um, up until two days ago when I rewatched it for this, I hadn't watched it probably in a few years, and that that's got to be the longest I've gone without having sat down and watched. It. And that's just a matter of getting older and kind of expanding my my what I want to see and what I haven't seen as far as movies. And I don't have the time to go back and watch the ones I've already seen 50 times. I've seen them 50 times. So got to get some other things in there, but yeah, this is a movie I've seen, you know, however many times. And it, a lot of it has to do with what I said. It, it combined old school rap music, old school hip hop culture, and that sort of early eighties Kung Fu aesthetic that I like. And, um, and it's just funny on top of that, you know, it's, it's charming. All the performances are charming. It's, it's, even though it's good guys versus bad guys, everything's kind of low stakes. And I'm sure a lot of it has to do with just the fact that I got into it as a kid. It's one of those movies that, you know, everybody has those movies they got into when they were a kid and sort of traveled with them throughout their life. Um, but I think even if I'd watched it for the first time yesterday, I would have been like, that's one of my new favorite movies. Like I would have just fallen in love with it. It's just a really well-made entertaining movie. I, I am curious if I discovered this now, if I would love it as much. I'm not sure. It might be too silly. Yeah, it might be. I don't know. I mean, I can't replicate that. So I can't recreate that. So right. I have no way to, to know for sure. I can't remember. I don't think I've shown this to my son yet, so I need to do that. That's what I need to do. I, I've been trying for years to get my youngest to watch it. My older two don't really. I could probably get my daughter to watch it. My oldest son would have no idea. But I've been trying to get my youngest to watch it, and he did when I watched it the other day. He sat down and watched it with me, and he, like, laughed at all the stuff that was funny, and he just seemed gen- – now, he did take issue with the 80s green screen effects. So. <laughs> <laughs> he loves pointing that out when I watch something 80s and then bad green screen he's a snob about that but um yeah no he, he really seemed to enjoy it and, and i laughed at him laughing at the parts right. that were, were fun. It wasn't him just laughing at something that he found funny it was like the actual jokes of the movie that he that he was getting and laughing oh, okay was- yeah i could i could see my son laughing because i remember even showing him like some of the he did he did muay thai for a while so i was showing him kickboxer because mm-hmm. that's muay thai and in one of the fights Van Dam and the other boxer, they're just kicking, trading kicks, trading kicks for like two or three minutes straight. And my son's look, he looks at me, he's like, are they going to do anything else? This is what you're supposed to do. <laughs> and it wasn't a thought that ever occurred to me as a kid watching, right. watching kickboxer, but he picked up on immediately. <laughs> so it is interesting to watch. But all right, let's get back on track. And that is, let's say this movie back in the 80s had gotten a sequel. What would you have liked to see? You know, I, I never, I was, I'm not somebody who's a big fan of sequels, mostly speaking. because they're Okay, just Exorcist 2. Yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> the elephant in the room. Yeah. 
because they're mostly done poorly. But like Exorcist Two, for example, one it's of done my poorly. Big, well, yeah, <laughs> some would say. But one of my biggest pet peeves with sequels is that a lot of times they just recreate all the beats from the first movie. And sometimes they literally will like have the same line of dialogue, like what got a big laugh the first time. They'll repeat it, especially in the eighties. You know, that was a big thing. And I like sequels that one of the reasons why I like Exorcist 2 so much is it doesn't recreate the beats of the first one. It's its own thing. Now, you might I, hate I, what that thing is, but yeah. it is its own thing. I can agree with you there. It is completely <laughs> different. <laughs> and that, that, anytime I watch a sequel, that that right there will get my foot in the door of liking it. If it, if it just is a completely different story. <laughs> um, so having said that, I, I don't, you know, I never gave a sequel to The Last Dragon a thought because I was completely satisfied with the hour and a half that we got. Um, I was reading up on it today just out of curiosity because I know there was talk of a remake at one point or a reboot. No, it wasn't a reboot. I guess it was a remake. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, was there ever talk of a sequel? And I did see that there was something they in the 80s, they were going to, it was going to be called The Glow, apparently. And it was going to, the what I read, and I don't know that any of this is confirmed, so it could just be completely made up. But shown off after losing the Leroy, went back to his master and kind of explained the story of what happened. And I guess it was somehow hinging on then Leroy had to fight this guy. And I think what I read, Leroy did go to fight this guy and Leroy actually loses the fight the first time around. It's like a Rocky situation. He loses the fight the first time around and then in the rematch he wins. So, um, and it was going to get more into the story of the glow and why these guys acquire it and how they acquire it. That's sort of thing. I don't know. I, I guess that could have been interesting, but if I, you know, not having put any thought into it, I guess that's, that's, that would work for me because it's like I said, it, it's not really recreating the beats of the first movie. It's, it's telling a different story, whether or not that story would have been any good, who knows, but it, it, it seems to be veering off in its own direction. So a story of, show uh showing off kind of licking his wounds and having to deal with that and how that would tie in back to Leroy and Leroy fighting his you know showing off's master and all that could be interesting I didn't read anything about how they were going to get the Laura child uh Laura Charles angle into it so I don't know if vanity even factored into it but that that's you know that's good enough for me with that I haven't really put any thought into it I, I could go with that if yeah. they had to do it no, I, I agree. Most time we don't like doing this, but it's a fun part of the show. So that's why we <laughs> no, do it. I got you. It makes people you. think about it. I feel like I heard that they were wanting to turn this into like a franchise for Ty Mock, like for him to be a, a, a yeah. franchise vehicle. Yeah, and not the thing just to I make saw, him go ahead. Well, the thing I saw today and reason why he didn't do anything after this with as far as The Last Dragon is. I guess they offered him some sort of flat rate. So even if the sequel made $800 million, he was going to get like a hundred thousand or whatever. And he wanted to sort of negotiate in some way where he would make a percentage of whatever the profits were. I don't, which I guess he, I, I'll take him at his, at his word that he's telling the truth, but it's not like this movie made a lot of money. So I'm not sure why anybody would have thought, you know, I'm going to bank on the box office of the sequel. Um, but I don't, Maybe he did, whatever. Um, but then apparently Barry Gordy got very angry with him for not just taking what he was offered and trying to negotiate. 
and just wiped his hand clean to Ty Mack and, and wouldn't even – I don't know that the two have ever, ever spoken since. I, the Barry Gordy, I think, is dead now. I could be wrong about it. But um, they never talked after that, apparently. Barry Gordy was so upset by that move. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. okay. Well, you, you mentioned it a little bit, so let's talk about it. You said you had read something about a remake or something. Yeah. The, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I keep cutting you off. No, I was going to say, talk about what you – I hadn't heard this. I haven't looked this up, so – what did you hear about a remake? The one thing that I always used to hear was that they wanted Samuel L. Jackson to play show enough. That was the, oh, it's the thing. And, when, and you can kind of picture it. You're like, okay, that makes sense. He's much older than uh, Julius Carey was at the time. But still, that, that, you could see that casting. That would, that would make sense. And this was like 15, 20 years ago I read this. So I, I, don't, I didn't read... Not that I can remember much more about it beyond that. So it might not even have gotten beyond the idea of uh, Samuel L. Jackson showing off. I don't know if they had right. for a cast or storyline, anything like that. Okay, so let's say you got to do your own remake. Who would you put in some of these roles then? So if I was doing it, I, I think, like I said, I think Sam Jackson's a little too old for the role at this point. So let me start at the top. So for Leroy Green, this is the one I actually had the hardest time with. I was like, who would I put in this uh, role? And then I saw a picture of Jaden Smith, and I was like, okay. I know he did the Karate Kid already, but uh, he's maybe young enough to still do the Leroy Green role. And the thing with Leroy Green is he's kind of nerdy. So you can't have anybody that's too cool or, like, too built. He's got to kind of be, like, a slight build but athletic at the same time, slightly nerdy. And Jane Smith kind of checks all those boxes, I think. He could be interesting. Uh, for Laura Charles, I thought uh, Zendaya could be interesting. Um, I think she sings, doesn't she? I know, you know she's an actress, obviously, but does she sing a little too? Does I she... feel like she sang at least in The Greatest Showman. Yeah, like her on that. I think she'd be on Disney shows and she probably sang on some of those. So, you know, she could do the, the whole, you know, Vanity sang in the movie. So it, it would seem to make sense. For Eddie Arcadian, I thought Paul Giamatti, I, that, that role just gave me Giamatti vibes. For show enough, I went with uh, Michael B. Jordan. He's athletic. You know, he did the whole Creed thing. So he, he can fight, he can do that kind of training. And then what I was hearing today in the, in the Timac interview I, I watched, they were talking about, because I was thinking maybe he'd be a little too big for the role. And they said that the reason that Shonoff wore those football pads on his shoulders was that Julius Carey didn't really have a big build. He was kind of a slight guy. He was tall, but he, you know, he wasn't muscular. So they put those shoulder pads on him and it balked him up. So with that in mind, uh, you know, Michael, Michael B. Jordan's got a pretty athletic build. He, he wouldn't be too, you know, too big for the role. And then for Eddie Arcadian's girlfriend, oh, what was her name? Angela, the one I mentioned, who was the, sort of the Cindy Lauper, yeah, thing, used to be the pop star. I was, and the thing is, I was reading up on the actress who played her today, and I always thought of her, and again, this is probably because I watched it when I was younger. I always thought of her as like an older woman. I thought part of the joke was like she was too old to be a pop star, and, and that was part of the goof. But she was only 27, 28 years old. So, oh, wow. Um, but when I thought of who I would cast, I was thinking with, with not an old actress by any means, but just slightly older than your average pop star age. 
and I went with uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, it's kind of getting vibes of Angela. I, I, I could see her pulling off that role. And then finally for uh, Leroy's younger brother, uh, Ricky, I went with um, Caleb McLaughlin from uh, Lucas from Stranger Things. Okay, okay. Yeah, so if they, have to, if they were to do a remake, not that I'd want to see that, but if they were to do it, that, that would be, I think, a cast that, that could do something interesting with it. Yeah, I agree. And I agree I wouldn't want to see it either. They wouldn't be able to recreate that. They would, <laughs> they would probably play it too serious. Yeah, I was thinking that. They would go gritty and <laughs> yeah, sort of... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, part of the fun of it is how it just... It feels like a different time. Like, it's not... There's not a lot of danger, even though there's bad guys and, and fighting and, and even, you know, guns and all that. It, it it feels, I don't want to say kid friendly, but it's not, you know, I mean, we talked about it. You, you would let your kid watch it. I let my kid watch it. I watch it when I was a kid. You watch me. So, yeah, to, to gritty it up and, and try to make it something other w- would just be silly with the feet to purpose. And just part of the fun for me is the whole 80s aesthetic of it. Composed, the music. I got the fan of the soundtrack. I got it right here. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Listen to it often. <laughs> um, and just not that I'm against current music. I'm, I'm not that old where I'm like, you know, get off my lawn about music. But um, it, it just wouldn't hit the same way. Now, you know, if you ask a kid who's 15, they would feel differently about it. But for me personally, uh, it's the whole 80s aesthetic of it is a big part of why I enjoy it so much. Okay, so let's do this. Let's give that final pitch on why they should go back and watch the original. Well, like we said, it's um, you know, it's a fun, breezy movie. And that's not to make it sound sometimes when people go, Oh, that that was a really charming movie, or that was really fun. It's like I, I tend to like dark movies. So if I hear like words like fun and breezy and charming, it, it can actually be a turnoff. Um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't want that to be the case here. Um, this is legitimately a fun movie. You'll put it on for an hour and a half. You'll smile from start to finish. Um, like I said, if, if you, if you're into the eighties aesthetic whatsoever, it's, you know, it's eye and ear candy as far as that's concerned. If you like karate movies, look, it's not the best karate movie. It's not going to make you forget, you know, a Jackie Chan movie or Jet Li. It's not karate at that level, but it's, done well enough that it's interesting it's funny uh you know it's got the breakdancing element like i said it's just if you're a fan of any one of those things it it scratches that itch but if you like all of them or or a few of them it's it's a home run you know it it really the word i keep coming back to really is just a fun movie all right so about to get out of here but before i have you give where to find you and all that I want you to do one thing. Give yeah, me your man. best. Give me your best show enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I knew I should have wrote this down. I've seen this movie so many times now. I'm blank, and I knew I had a feeling this was going to come up. I'm just going to do I'm not going to do the whole, whole spiel with it. Show enough. <laughs> Shogun. Harlem. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. All right, so tell everybody where they can find you online, where they can find the podcast, all the good stuff. Um, so fi- the, the, the podcast, you can find us at, at Film Effect Pod um, on Twitter. 
you know, I guess anywhere you stream podcast, I listen to all my pod or most of them through Apple, you know, the Apple podcast. Um, so I would say anywhere where you listen to podcasts, just look out for the film effect podcast at film effect pod on Twitter. Don't ask me about the other social media handles. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm, I'm barely on Twitter. <laughs> Actually, I'm enjoying Twitter more, more than I thought I would. And for speaking of Twitter for me personally, uh, <laughs> This is not an easy, I, I picked like the hardest handle. So I'm a big Mad Max fan. So I went with, uh, with the Mad Max reference. It's at Kundalini Hand 73. So C-U-N-D-A-L-I-N-I-H-A-N-D-7-3. At Kundalini Hand. Um, you know, give me a follow. I, I, I love talking movies with people. So if you're watching this, you're obviously a movie fan. You know, let's chat. It's fun. Keep yep. it positive. We don't, you know, even if we, we, I get my balls busted all the time by Josh and, and my, my uh, Ed, who started the Film Effect podcast. They like, they like tweaking me about some of my, um, my recommendations, my, my, my star ratings on uh, Letterbox. So <laughs> jump on the pile, but it's all in good fun. So, absolutely. And as always, uh, I'm just like Film Effect, just like Justin. I'm most active on Twitter at YNF Movie Pod. Easiest thing to do, go to linktr.ee slash YNFMoviePod. You'll find the social media, the podcast platforms, the YouTube channel, my letterbox, so you can see what I'm not wa- when I'm watching that's not being talked about on the show. And I'll be back next week with, uh, I think there'll still be another member of Film Effect. Like I said, I'm recording these out of order, so I've got to see what order I put them in. But I'll be back to talk about one of their favorite movies. So until then, you guys take care, and I'll talk to you next time.